Welcome to the Life Adventure Podcast, where we explore everything related to making digital transformations. As a full-service development firm, we bring over a decade of experience in taking businesses from concept to product for whatever their software needs. Subscribe to hear more talks and tips on how to transform your business today. On our last episode of the Life Adventure podcast, we talked about the importance of the product development process as a tool to organize projects and ensure a high-quality product for our clients. Today, we move further into the challenges that come after the technical discovery document is ready and how the project takes off. And then uh, once the mock-ups and uh, designs are in place and they're sort of meeting all of the requirements and what, uh, what you imagine is possible and the user experience, the user flow, you have to move on to then actually getting the proposal out and making an estimate for uh, what this will entail and also other things uh, to consider like maintenance and support that could be ongoing beyond the scope of the initial development phase. Do you want to talk pro or whoever about how you go about getting to the estimate and putting out a fair proposal, one that will sort of meet everyone's requirements and get the project going in a timely manner so that uh, you can get to work? So adventured for the estimate and the proposal to be able to deliver the proposal to the client, we estimate according to t-shirt sizing. So t-shirt sizing is basically giving a high and a low estimate of how, uh, how much our requirement is going to be take to develop, to test, even to design. To be able to do the estimates, we have to write in the user stories, which is basically planning out how the user is going to how the user is going to get to that requirement. So we build all of the user stories. And after we have the user stories built, which are obviously according to all of the user flows, the feature maps, and the wireframes that we have already created and the client has already approved. We ask our team, the team that's going to be working on the project to estimate their time. So they have a small, medium, large, and extra large. And each size, each t-shirt size, as we call it, um, has a, uh, has a specific amount of hours. So you'd have a small from two to four hours, medium from four to six, and so on. And that way we can give the client an estimate of how much that's the development is going to take, not only the development, but also the testing part. So everything comes bundled together so that we can launch a very successful product. With this estimate, we also give the client a proposal on how we're going to develop a said project and how it's going to be tested. In terms of the uh, the way in which that the proposal then gets gets realized, are there sort of checkpoints along the way where you want to make sure that not only the teams but also the client, everyone is on track and on the same page about the progression? Do you usually split up the payments in uh, you know in certain where where certain benchmarks have been met? and then a certain amount is paid out? Or how do you sort of make sure that throughout that stage, once the project has been initiated, everything kind of stays on track and everyone stays satisfied with what was agreed upon? Yeah, so the payment, um, it depends on the client. I'll let Pro talk about that a little 
in a little bit, but basically we do work on according to milestones. So in the estimate and the proposal, we also, after we have our estimates, we create sort of a, a timeline and we give the client due dates for set milestones. So those milestones are according to the requirements and, you know, and requirements might have like small subtasks underneath. So we gather all of that and we give the client a due date so of when they can expect those milestones. So we engage with clients in, in many ways um, in product development. So uh, we have a program called Next Step, which is basically the first stage of the product development. Let's say the client just had an idea, they want a clickable prototype, but they don't want to start the full development, uh, maybe because they want to raise some investments or funds before they start the actual development. So all some clients, we do the all stages. With those clients, uh, sometimes we engage in retainer basis where we become an extension of their internal team. So we work together to set the milestones that Valley is talking about. So uh, those milestones um, obviously uh, achieved by iterative process using sprints, um, what goes into sprint also, you know, organized by the priority or risk. And as we go along the project, you reduce the risk, get close to the product launch without in many risks or concerns. And some clients just tell me what would be the estimated cost and I'll pay you the, you know, not the retainer, but the project-based cost. Uh, we work in various ways. I like that, you know, you emphasize there that there is this very tight, you know, coordination with the existing teams to make sure that everything is on track and that there's this real personable communication between them. I wanted to ask you a little bit about what happens, you know, once that initial phase, that initial development phase is over, um, because it's not as if with, uh, with all of your clients that there is sort of just this one-off deal and then, you know, the thing is built and then you sort of just hand it off and that's the end of, of that relationship. Often, it's not like that at all. Often, you're interacting with these clients uh, on an ongoing basis, sometimes for years, or you're doing multiple iterations of development on that initial uh, project or idea. Um, how do you handle that relationship with that client long-term and sort of lock in that relationship so that you can keep creating value for one another in the future? Yeah, one thing is, uh, you know, um, like you mentioned, we build, we, we don't sell things, we build relationships because we, we are uh, helping them to uh, realize their product. Part of uh, building the relationship is to uh, make it comfortable that you can trust one another. On our side, we use very transparent process and the client has access to all the tasks our individual uh, team players are doing. We do this through um, a project management system called JIRA. And we organize our milestone task and very will expand on this, how we uh, organize, but gives them the idea and access to the data so that they know exactly what's happening. And, and there's no like hidden things in, in the project. And if we are getting into like say challenges, they know right away 
not at the end. That way we, we build the trust and then the relationship with the client. You're listening to the Life Adventurit podcast. Adventurit, we specialize in producing smart applications using AI, machine learning, blockchain, and IoT. You can learn about all our services at Venturit.com. All right, back to the show. At the end of this process, when you know it's really ready to go and the client has accepted the product that you've built, they're you know ecstatic about what the Ventura team has done on, on every level. What does the product launch look like when it's ready to be launched out into the world? And you know, you're you're ready, you and the client are ready to see how it does. You've launched products internal to Ventura, you've launched products external to Ventura. Walk us through what a product launch looks and feels like. So most of the time, you know, you do iterative product launch. You heard the word MVP, you do uh, the minimum viable product, and then you try to launch it so you can get early feedback from your client. And if it's a brand new product and, and it's not launched before, we start with understanding, targeting the target, you know, customers or users or, or partners or clients, if you want to call it. And we do that by many, many ways. Now, it's not like those days. You have lots of social media and access and to do uh, market. When you do the market analysis, you already have a target market that we have identified. So we can plan around social media post or ads or marketing, we call it, to introduce the product. And sometimes we start this engagement with the potential customers in stage one by, you know, doing teasers or pre-releases, try to get them engaged. For example, doing YouTube video clips um, or introducing um, certain features. So we basically create expectation campaigns yeah. So that the users get um, start getting that feel of what is coming and they start to understand little by little what is it that they're going to have. And that, that makes us easier to do the product launch. Uh, and we already have some customers we have engaged and some followers. And then it gives us a, you know, one foot forward to um, start the product launch. And then from there, so if it's, a uh, you know, App Store, uh, released through app stores uh, like Apple App Store and Google Play Store. You know, there's there's a process to do that release because there's a review process. So sometimes it can take even a week to get the app approved. We have managed those kind of releases by doing early beta releases so that app stores have good understanding what we are releasing. Um, it's not like a brand new review for them. It could be a iterative re review that, you know, uh, now we are ready to go to um, live stores. And then marketing campaigns, we have our internal uh, creative team who, who can do um, from 3D videos developed by Winterit Studios. Um, we have our uh, studio, which we have animators and voiceover artists and videographers where they take on our ideas and deliver it to us um, and, and work us 
you know, uh, videos. Um, so we manage all these in-house and it's easy for us to plan the product launch. So we don't rely on third parties to create these marketing campaigns and the assets. The entire process from start to finish can be handled in-house because of the, the design and development and marketing capabilities that Ventura has. There's no need to sort of contract out that, that last part of getting people prepared to the campaign, getting people introduced to the product and getting them excited about being able to use it. Yeah, so we build this team to build our internal product as well. So we wanted to build a successful team so we can launch not only you know the client products, but our internal products as well. Like you heard before, like Hot, PhotoSync, WonderSearch, they have all gone through this process. Along the way, we, we, we figured out where we are lacking, what resources we need, and then we build up this amazing team who can take from idea to the launch and beyond. So I'm so proud of my team here who can handle that. So everything in-house. Yeah, and including all the multimedia technologies. So you exactly. know everything, everything that you could possibly work on. Well, uh, we are uh, nearing the end of our time here, I'd say. Uh, and I wanted to talk, uh, I have a few more questions here. Uh, first of all, uh, we touched briefly earlier on sort of the, the post-campaign, you know, kind of maintenance and support. Do you want to talk a little bit about the ways in which you continue to engage with the client and, and provide additional support and maintenance services, uh, including maybe even some of the, uh, the marketing as well, in order to you know, ensure the success of products after the initial launch? Yeah, so um, on the software and, and the product quality, we, we guarantee the product works any issues uh, with 30 days after launch. As you know, any software product, if you're developing, a lot of things are changing in the, in the 30 days of time. Oh, Apple or Android can release a new version and then they, take, they can deprecate all libraries. Um, at the same time, a lot of these products are built on open source libraries. So there can be uh, new updates, security updates. Um, all those has to be you know, managed and, and, and integrated into the launch product. So we provide that you know, 24 seven monitoring and bug fixes, bug reporting service. And then I'll let the, let the Gracia talk about, you know, the follow-up social media and other kind of campaigns we do to optimize and, and get the word, in, the, the word out and then uh, spread the word. Yeah, because uh, since there are many different clients and some of them have uh, different things to tackle, uh, we also help them out with if they ever need uh, the launch campaign or the expectations campaign as well. Some of them even just need promotional video and that's it because they also might have their marketing uh, group in-house as well. But uh, since we have so many resources on 3D, on video and all of that, we definitely can help them as well on uh, promotional videos. Our marketing revolves around a lot of these things and we can even uh, show them their analytics and help them improve their SEO campaigns. 
it just follows through right right through to the end all the way into you know getting the uh getting the analytics down and improving you know yeah. tweak making little tweaks to uh improve their search ranking and, and everything yeah um talked about analytics and uh, we do analytics in multiple ways and obviously uh, you know google analytics and all that also we do what we call heat maps trying to figure out like what are what areas of the you know, what features of the app or the website that you know users are engaging most or are they misunderstanding uh, the some of the the labeling because we can see some people trying to click on a label, which is not a, like an action. Uh, those kind of like optimization after the launch, we have various tools that we use to understand and improve, keep improving the product. And anyone who's listening to this probably uh, has a product you know, in mind that they're looking to develop. If they're trying to learn about product development and what that product development process looks like, and hopefully they're considering Venturit for their own uh, product development. Um, and so I wanted to just ask sort of as my final question here, uh, what is the best way for people who, or businesses, really, really businesses that are looking to get in touch with Ventorit and begin this product development process, begin exploring their idea and turning it into something real, something that users can actually experience in real time. How is the best way to get in touch with you guys and begin initiating that process? So anyone can contact us through our website at www.ventrate.com, where we have a showcase of all of our, um, all of the works that we've done throughout the years, or you can also follow up with us at lifeadventure.com, or you can also email us at hello You can leave us a message and we can schedule a call as soon as possible. You can also find us on Instagram to find out all about our recent projects and dribble. If you have an idea, our first consultation is free. So we don't charge to do the discovery step. So if you uh, have any ideas and you're not sure whether it's worth it, so come talk to us. We'll give you free advice. Well, thank you all for for joining me and talking about product development today. Uh, I hope this has been really informative for everyone listening. And definitely reach out to Venturit uh, to get your idea made. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life Adventure at Podcast. We appreciate our audience and clients for their continued support. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends and family. For more information on our services and upcoming episodes, please visit us at ventureit.com as well as our other social media channels. Talk to you soon. Music